Hey, this is Frank Gustafson with One Bold Move, the Lead Like a Marine podcast, and the Leader's Bookshelf podcast. And you are listening to Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Yes, sir. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Howdy, duty folks. How is everyone? We are. Aren't you, Alex? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're way past good. We're way past good. In fact, in fact, we we may be a little too good today. Sorry. Yeah, no, we're not apologizing. Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. I uh I wanted to talk about something today, which is probably why we're smiling so hard. This is something we're pretty good at. You ready? And we hope everybody else is too. And it's about uh keeping uh keeping the toxic behaviors to a minimum. And and isolating yourself from people with those behaviors because uh what's the phrase that comes up more than anything else they suck the life right out of you and so if you recognize them if you recognize them you're able to keep them at arm's length and perhaps more importantly you uh you can make sure that you're not uh acting on with those behaviors yourself so what's one that what's one that you think of right away Oh man. Um, really taking everything too personally and being defensive. That's like the first, that's the first thing that makes me not trust a person is when they, they can't sit back and critically think about a situation. It always has to be, um, about them. It's a very narcissistic, uh, way to kind of go about ignoring feedback. Yes. To make it very, uh, a lot of egocentricity there. Right. You know, if that, if it gets to that level, that's, that's almost a, uh, borderline personality disorder. That, yeah, that ends up being you know, a big deal. I was just thinking that, but I didn't want to go there. Okay. <laughs> then we won't. And we're not going to edit this out though. So we've already been there. So when people take things too personally, there, there are reasons for that and bless their hearts, whoever there are, they are, you know, I, I, I wish, I wish I could help them somehow, but sometimes you can't, and you can't take that on. I was in a situation not too long ago where somebody just got extremely upset, extremely upset that a colleague uh, continually spelled their name wrong in emails. And and their name is just one of those names that, you know, it could be spelled several different ways. And they'd worked together for a long time, but that ended up being the source of of the tension between the two of them and they didn't have to work together, you know, knee to knee all the time, but they did cross paths, you know, throughout the course of a project and this always weighed in on it. So, you know, you, you just can't take stuff too personally. That's one of the key leadership skills that I, uh, that I preach and it does come to preaching at some point. I'm going to talk about giving and receiving feedback and not taking it personally. Right. Even even if somebody walks up to you in the middle of the day and goes, "You look like hell," or or a stronger word that I'm not going to say on the air, so we don't get trouble with iTunes. You know, you just how you wire yourself, how you self wire yourself, so you don't take that personally. That's good. All right, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I talked about the uh, <laughs> the borderline personality disorder, the victim mentality. That kind of goes hand in hand with the first one as yeah, well. Yeah, the victim mentality is something that, 
you know, it's just not in the workplace. It, it's something that will inhibit you in your entire life. It, it's not my fault. You know, it's not, well, it may not be your fault directly, but here's where I say you're the sum of your choices. Yeah. Well, well, I can't leave my job. I, I need to work. Oh, yeah, but you don't have to work there. No, you don't. You don't have to work there. Who did I strike a nerve here? Oh, no, no. You just my smile grew larger. I stretched out more. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So yeah. So uh, you know, on Instagram, and you can follow us there. We're at Bob Nolly on Instagram, and uh, I, I posted something recently that said, uh, "Choose up, choose often." And people that choose up and choose often are not victims. And if you have trouble getting there, you know, I, I worked with a guy who is a, a contemporary about the same age at some point, And he said, well, I have to keep this job. And I went, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. I mean, I'm married and I have, I went, you're choosing that. Now I'm not talking against marriage and I'm not trying to sabotage his relationship, but I was just trying to put the, some of his choices in focus for him. I went, yeah, if you're that's great. I, I applaud your choice to stay married. Now, what can you do? Having chosen that now, what can you can do? Well, I need to find something else. Great. How are you going to do that? But boy, when you sit there and go, I, I can't do it. I can't. I, you know, I, I'm just stuck here. I mean, you are not acknowledging the power and authority you have in your own life. Who has more influence over your life than you? Do not give it up. Oh my gosh. Don't be helpless. <gasps> okay. That's enough. All right. Hit this folly back. What do you got? Ooh, let's see. Uh, well, let's just, I'm just going to stair step with this one and say lack of emotional self-control. Thanks for coming to rehearsal. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, you have the, the people that play the victim. You have the people that um, really blame everyone else for their problems, but you have complete, control over the way that you um you know interact with the outside world whether that be in the office or out of the office so when you kind of fly off the handle um and you can't manage your emotions it really it takes a toll on everyone around you especially in the workplace if you're on a team with someone and you just can't get it together emotionally you know you're crying one minute you're you're yelling the next day you know you're you're passing blame you're you know you're just kind of um I don't know, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of uh, not helping the supportive network around you because you're not being, you know, you're being kind of counterproductive. Yeah, and this emotional self-control is, as you might expect, a core concept in emotional intelligence, which, as you all know by now, is, I feel, the key to success in life everywhere. So when I see, you know, here, here's where it comes up, road rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's just horrendous. And people that will stand there and yell at the grocery store clerk uh, for somebody in line or, or or screaming at somebody for just a really tiny area or even, oh, even at the worst case, since these people are so important to you, parenting, you know, just screaming as a child. You know, that lack of emotional self-control can really, you know, can really be toxic. Now, in the family environment, that's something completely else, and you address that. I, I think at least a different way. But in the workplace, you just you just need to. 
you just need to really keep that at arm's length. Right. Uh, another one, uh, superficial judgments about others, not hearing them, but making them yourself. So really early on here, somewhere buried in the first 10 episodes, we talked about Mars brings in the MBTI. And I think I laid all my cards on the table and I said, uh, I said, I'm a, I'm a J pin to the right. I mean, on a normalized scale of one to a hundred, I think I'm a 99 and I had reasons for the way I, I think I ended up that way. And I think it's because I wanted to be a baseball umpire and you know, you got to be able to make the call. And I say that not, but so flippantly. So judgmental people don't have to show up as total jerks all the time, but I had to recognize that there was a reflex there where it was very easy to make judgments about others. It's very easy to, and how I've grown in that with that issue is the fact that I'm looking for opportunities to help them. And what if, what if, you know, somebody that you cared about, you know, or maybe even less just knew at work came up to you and said, Hey, are you open to some coaching? And you're like, what? <laughs> I, I just watched you do that. And you know, it may have been better if you did this. How does that sound to you? Not that's what I think, but you know, how does that sound to you? And that's how I've been able to kind of twist and bend uh, the judgments that I see. Now, I'm talking here about superficial judgments. And trust me, we are, as I've said a dozen times, we are assessment machines. If we flip that switch on the side of our heads that had a had a loudspeaker on top of us, you know, we would be making noise all the time and the roar would be deafening from all of society because mm. we do it all the time. So we want to look out about how frequently we make ones that are superficial and not useful to the other people or not useful to us ourselves. And even more important, how we handle them when we get them. Cause that could be tough as well. All right. What else do you have? Um, I think the opposite end of that is kind of the, the envy thing. You know, envy is a, is a scary beast. And, um, you know, if you're, you're really, uh, a jealous person and you're, only working to uh, be in competition with others instead of yourself. You're doing yourself a disservice. And then, you know, this whole competitive nature just isn't a healthy one. No, it's not. And the whole envy thing, I, you know, it's quite a story when you judge your success by having more stuff. Yeah. You know, it, and a lot of people do that and, people that work hard and they're able to get those things, whatever your stuff is good on you. But if you become envious of the others, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the book or the article, which I'm not able to cite now as this concept just flew into my head. Uh, the millionaire next door, the person living next door to you is could well be a millionaire, but he saves and he doesn't drive the hot new car. He drives the, the old, the family van or the, the Honda civic. Sorry, Honda. They're a great car, but you know, they, they don't drive anything bigger than I drive in an escalate. And that's why they're a millionaire because they're frugal. And that's all wired to the rest of your behavior. You're not, you're not envious of that. 
And you can walk up to somebody that has that nice, shiny Escalade and go, wow, that is a great car. But you don't become envious of it. You don't want to start competing with the neighbor. You don't want to start competing with the people at work. Let me tell you, this happens a lot. Absolutely. This happens in the workplace a lot. What are you driving, particularly around the car issue, particularly around the house issue? Competition is good, but only with one person. And that's you. Choose up, choose often. That's how you move up. That's how you move up. I never saw the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> I did. Well, I, it, was it as horrible as it sounds? Um, they're mean. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I, I always thought it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I'm not above that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I was on the fringe of all of that when I went through high school. Oh, my gosh. Uh, cruelty is among the worst. I mean, we, we preach that empathy is the number one leadership skill. I mean, cruelty, that's like zero empathy. I mean, sub-zero empathy. Unkind for the sake of being unkind. Yeah. Backstabbing hurt. And when I run into people like that, I, I run. I mean, that that's the kind of person where I don't go, can I give you, are you opening some feedback? Uh-uh. I'm backing up the whole way. Yeah. I'm backing up the whole way. And, you know, I don't know how they recover from that. It's not worth it. Many people, like, go their entire lives and they are that high school bully. Like, that's their personality. And they thrive on it. Yeah. Hiding your truth. You know, we, we talked also about the, how the fact that na the name of the show was almost the approachable leader. And we're trying to center around that whole concept of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And... If you're not true to yourself, you know, here you go. When Robert was growing up as a child, a small child, the words I always put in his ear at every chance I get at every teachable moment was be true to yourself. That's the phrase. The fact that I've just said that on the air right now, he's flinched. Wherever he is right now, he's flinched. Yeah. He's tilting his head like a dog going, something's happening here. His ears are ringing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So be true to yourself. Hide your. If you hide your truth, then I, I don't see how you can connect in a meaningful way with anybody. No matter what your gender is, no matter how old you are, no matter, you know, what your ethnicity is, no matter what your sexual preference is, you know, you, you, it's t you can't hide it. You shouldn't hide it. And you don't have to be mainstream. Let me tell you, I love people that uh, don't follow the normal path because so I respect I. what's going on on the right side of the brain. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's brave. It is brave. Oh my gosh. Courage. So we have Rich Ryerson on very early in the show and uh, we talked about the, uh, the four C's of leadership and courage. We spent most of the time talking about courage and how big that is. How do you feel about being a perfectionist? Mm, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a couple different sides to it. You know, I think that being a perfectionist, is not, 
it's not bad, but when you're so stubborn that you can't let anyone else have the last touch on something, that's a problem. Wow. You know, you know if you're working on a project and you're, you know, you're worried about the, um, the work of someone else so much to where they can't do it right in your head. That's a problem. That is a problem. It's one thing to have the state of perfection being an impetus for you to drive to the results you want that are the direct result of the choices that you have made in the setting of the course of the, where you want to be, but to be stubborn about it and compulsive about it, yeah, that's going to cause you problems as well. Yeah. Now this whole conversation has been focused around the workplace and you know, this isn't up to the person in charge, the person with the formal authority to control all of these. This is, this is where you show leadership in your life and who you are. And if you can take all of these to heart, I was going to say almost all of these, but gee, why can't you take all of these to heart? You, uh, you're leading your life in the right way. You're leading your life in the right way. Alex, closing thoughts from you. I think it's important to make sure that you're always acting in a way that can relate you to your peers. So I think that all these behaviors are kind of uh, an indication that you're not going to be the best person to work with, the best person to be around, or the best um, you know man for the job. So I, I do think that everyone should kind of take a take a step back every once in a while and and kind of assess what they're doing and if it's affecting the people around them in a, uh, good, a good way or a toxic way. Amen on that, sister. Way to go. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. On our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Many thanks to Mark Chernoff for the 12 toxic behaviors that push people from Mark and Angel Hack Life. We'll put that up in the show notes. Folks, the time is near. Go to labradorleadership.com, click on the orange button to join the conversation. You can also text Labrador to 33444. See you next time. Take care of one another.